And parents, they're making their way to you. You might want to stand up while they find their way. Uh, our grandparents, I see grandparents saying, sit with them instead. <laughs> grandparents, y'all would never do that. Uh, I am so glad that y'all were here today, and I know y'all came for the kids, but you got to put up with me. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, also, kids, oh, I thought you were talking to me. I was like, what, where are we going? Um, and so uh, we did have several kids out today just because of the flu. Y'all know the flu is going around? Yeah? Okay, so because of the flu, so we had several out. Um, and, but um, I'm, I'm excited about what goes on with our children's ministry. I, um, I saw with Matt Anderson yesterday while they were practicing, and he was talking about his son. And, man, it's such an incredible testimony. His son said, hey, Daddy, guess what two days are my favorite days of the week. And he was like, what day? Start each day and Wednesday because I get to go to church. That's a win. That is a win. One of our, one of our uh, ministry goals is to, to be a church that people love to attend. That includes our kids. We want our kids to love to attend church. And so I'm so glad that, that, that uh, they're learning about who Jesus is. They're learning about how to worship. And while we love that and why we love to see them is because that's what we want for them. We want them to grow up to worship our Lord and Savior. And um, it thrills our soul to see that. And that's why you get so encouraged when you see kids singing, because that is where we as adults, that's our roles to teach them how to do that. And so uh, be praying for them. Also, look, yesterday while they were doing that, we had a group that went out, and all the, not all, but the ones that had been delivered so far to the church, uh, we had teamed up with Brother Carlos's church, and they were able to take those gifts uh, to kids that are in need and invite them to uh, his church. We teamed up with his church, and, um, and, and man, what a great day just to be able to give uh, kids that weren't going to have any kind of gift a gift and say, God loves you, we love you, and then Carlos could invite them uh, to his church. Now, they could come here, it's just a lot of the kids who got gifts can't speak English, and so uh, the thing about that would be, why come here when they can't understand me, when they can go to Brother Carlos's church and understand everything? Isn't that, isn't that a better idea? And so, um, and so that's, that's why we did that, and man, what a great day to be able to do that. We have some more gifts that, that have to go out, and I know some of y'all teamed up with um, some of the kids at our church, and y'all got the list, I mean, at our school, and we got uh, a list, and you were able to go buy specific gifts for them, and those will be delivered this week. Man, it's just been, I'm going to tell you, what a great few weeks to see the, the people of God just come together and, and really uh, praise our Lord and do what we're called to do. And the kids, they sang great. What, didn't they do great? Yeah, y'all clap for that. And that was their second time today. They did that for the early service too. And so they, they, had, they led us in worship twice. Now, we're gonna, I'm going to have a sermon, and first service got out early, I'm no guarantee, but if you listen, maybe, okay, and now, now, again, children and nursery, we don't have that, because all, everybody's in here together, so if somebody gets loud, if somebody starts to cry, it's not a big deal, uh, we'll just try to help, like, Jake, he starts to cry, Cindy, yeah, you got a pacifier ready for him, yes, okay, just give him pacifier, and we'll do our best that we can, just, okay, if you want to walk in the back, and and, and help, you know, that's fine. We're in here together right now. We know that, and uh, because of that, uh, we're going to show each other a little more grace. Show it to grace, I mean to, uh, to Jake. All right, John chapter 15. 
not a typical Christmas message. When we're putting this together, you know, had no idea kind of what was going to be going on in the life of the church, what was going to be going on in my life and all that. And God has a great way of putting things together. Last week, we talked about how Jesus was the cornerstone, or is the cornerstone, not was, but is the cornerstone. Today, we're going to talk about how Jesus is the true vine. And next week, we're going to talk about how he's the root, how he's the root. Uh, but today, in John chapter 15, and I'll, and I'll help you understand how this is related to Christmas in just a second, but let's read it first. In John chapter 15, it starts off in verse 1, and a lot of us have heard this a lot, but pay close attention to it, um, and we're going to dig in. This is Jesus talking. So when it says, I am the true vine, this is Jesus. Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Now, if you repeat something, do you think that that's important? Yes? I mean, parents, we get that because sometimes we say, How many times do I have to tell you? So Jesus repeats again. I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Six, if you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown in the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my word remains in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Let's pray. Lord, Father, I ask that as we look at your word and Lord, as we take it and, and apply it to our lives, that we would be changed today. Lord, Father, help us to see how you are the source of everything, the source of life, the source of strength, the source of power. Lord, the source of, of peace and joy and happiness. Lord, I, I pray that uh, today we would see you as the true vine. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, so Jesus is the vine. So some of y'all know this. Um, Look, y'all are thinking, where's he going? Where's he going? It's all right. Look, I have a little bit of a garden, a little, uh, has a garden and a vineyard and all kinds of stuff. So this morning, I went out and I cut a branch off one of my grapevines. How about that? Is that impressive? That's one year's growth. How about that? Are y'all impressed? Y'all could clap for that. That's all right. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Thank you. Uh, yes, thank you. Thank you. All right. So there are, there's the, the vine, okay? Now, I want you to see what Jesus said. Jesus says, I am the vine. Now, this is not the vine. This is a branch, okay? This branch, this morning, was attached to the vine, and I pruned it with my pruning snippers there. And so, anyway, so it was attached. Now, the thing that we need to see and know is that this branch is dying, the minute that I cut it away from the vine, it started to die. Because it's disconnected from the source of life. What happened here is Jesus saying, I am the true vine. They grew up in a place where they would understand this. They had great vines everywhere. They grew incredible grapes for us. We don't grow grapes like you see really in the grocery store. We have muscadine, the grape with a southern accent. Okay. 
of seeds you got to spit out. You can't eat them inside because you got to spit. Um, and so, but we have those, but they're still muscadine grapes, okay? They're still grapes, so they, they grow in much the same way, okay? So they grew up in this culture where they would understand this, that Jesus says, I'm the vine. He's saying, I'm the source of life. Like, I'm the source of strength. I'm the source of nourishment. I'm the source of all the things that you need to, to grow. They would get that because this one vine, this is what you would protect. You could cut all the other things away. You could cut the branches away. You could cut everything. But as long as you had the, the, the vine, the main, or we say the stem, or some of you might even call it the trunk, as long as you have that, it would grow back because that's where life is. That's where the strength is, the power, the nourishment, the source of life. And he's saying, that's who I am. For us at Christmas time, we need to see that. And here's why. Because some of us are in a place where we need life, we need nourishment, we need spiritual nourishment, or we need emotional nourishment. We need to be held up by the mighty right hand of God. Because whatever it is that we're going through, look, we don't realize it, but it's taking such a strain on our life that we're suffering and we are in desperate need of the Father in desperate need of the Son. Now, I'm going to give you a little, just fit this with my personal testimony. Probably about, it all runs together now. I think it was about a month ago. I uh, woke up on a Monday morning and uh, had to run to Forest General having bad chest pains. They hooked me up to all kinds of great machines. And then they sent me back and hooked me up some more great machines. And, um, and, and so they did every kind of test they could do on me. Heart's fine, but what they figured out is just a lot of stress. A lot of stress. And, and, and so, in fact, believe it or not, all the fried chicken I eat, this is how good God is. I have like the top 10% healthy heart in the whole United States. How about that? You know how much cholesterol I'll have? Zero. Can you believe it? God's hands on my heart. Anyway, so... Uh, just good news, good news on that, but it was stress. And so I'm having to reevaluate some things in my life. What does this look like now? What do I have to do? I'm getting up in age. I want to be here for the church. I want to be here for my family. How does this look? And in this process, listen to me, okay? In this process, this is what I did. And, and not even realizing it, thinking I was doing the right thing, doing the wrong thing, I started to disconnect myself from the vine. It's, it's this way. Let me give you a good example Let's say we're having financial trouble, and the first thing I do is quit tithing. I'm having relationship problem, and the first thing that I quit doing is, is praying for my family. I'm disconnecting from the source, thinking that I'm going to find relief, thinking I'm going to find, you know, like, okay, I'm stressed out. I have so much going on. I need to clear my schedule. It's kind of where I was. I got to clear my schedule. You know, the first things I, I started to give up were the things that God had called me to. I had started to pull away from the source, the vine, which is Jesus Christ. And here's the thing. We already said because this had been clipped and away from the source, this had started to wither. It started to die. 
And so a lot of times we, in this Christmas season, we get to the place and we forget that Jesus is the true vine. And, the, and Christmas is a magnifying glass, is it not? It magnifies the good times. It magnifies the bad times. It magnifies the times where we're with family. It magnifies the times that we're alone. And so it can be good or bad. And sometimes in this bad time, it causes us to, to, to feel like there's got to be some things that change. And, and sometimes we start to pull away from the, the source at Christmas, and really God's saying, I'm the vine. I don't need you to pull away. I need you to hold on tight. Like, I need you to grab on and not let go for anything. I, I need you to say, no matter what happens in my life, no matter what's going on in my life, Jesus is my source of nourishment, my source of strength. See, I, I was deceived. I'm going to tell you just my process the last few months. I, I was at that place. I was deceived that, that the stress that was put on me was put on me by God. Like it's just the nature of the job. That's not true. That's me pulling away from the source of God. But the truth is the scripture says that if I am weary, I should come to him. And when I come to him that I will find rest. It, the, the scripture says that he, if you have this heavy burden on you, that you come to him and his yoke is light. And, and so now, now there's this disconnect. So, so for some of us, we have pulled away from God thinking that, you know what, this is going to bring peace to my life. This is going to bring rest to my life. This is going to bring financial security to my life. This is going to bring uh, relationship, like it's going to heal my relationship better. It's going to bring us together instead of holding tight to the vine that brings life. We pull away. Now, he says two things here, okay? And, and, and he says the branches that were connected to him, if they do not bear fruit, he cuts them off. And then he says the ones who do bear, he prunes. Now, for me growing up, I thought, man, I don't, I'm going to get cut anyway. Anybody else ever thought that? Like, no matter what I do, he's going to cut me. Like, I'm going to get cut off. I'm, something's going to happen. And, and, and I'm going to tell you, being in the gardens helped me understand this quite a, some of these things so much better. Guys, did you know uh, that this, even though it looks so impressive, that looks impressive, doesn't it? That if I left that on the vine, you know what? You know how many grapes it would produce? None. Grapes aren't produced on old wood. That the old wood has to be removed. Now, now. Jesus starts and says, if it doesn't produce any, any fruit, I'm going to cut it off. Now, there's several people talk several different ways about this. Is this talking about unbelievers that are being cut away? Is this talking about believers being brought home? What is this talking about? But here's what we can know, is that old wood does not produce fruit, and God cuts it away for the benefit of the other branches. And this is going to be important for us later. For the benefit of the other branches. Because otherwise, this just takes up space, nutrients, and it shades out. Because this will be full of leaves, it will shade out the branches that are going to produce. And if it shades out, it, they will not, cannot produce as much. Okay? You with me? But now, let's focus in on this. He says, but the ones that do produce, I will prune. For me, I was like, man, I don't get this. Why are you going to prune? Because if I can get grapes on this much... 
why would I cut it back to this much? You with me? I, if this much is good, this much is better. But the problem is, what do we say? On old wood, old wood doesn't produce grapes. What has to happen is, about this time of year, starting this time of year all the way up to about February, you can, you can do this any time before bud breaks. That means before it starts leafing out. You will find the vine, and the vine is here. Okay, pretend it's connected to the vine. Y'all with me? You will come out one, two, or maybe three buds. That's just little bumps that are on the, on the uh, branch there. And you will prune it. Oh, I don't have enough hands. All right. Prune it so that this part is off of, the, off of the vine, and this much of the branch stays. This much stays. And with this much, those three buds will start to grow new growth. What do we say with new growth? New growth comes uh, grapes, comes fruit, becomes able to produce. This will never. It must be pruned, and this must be cut away. But what is this? Well, you should always interpret Scripture with Scripture. Hebrews 12 tells us this, because we're surrounded by such a great multitude of witnesses, we should cast aside all things that hinder us as we run the race. Look, at one time, this was good. Last year, this was great. You know why? Last year, this produced grapes. This year, it won't. Next year, it wouldn't. The year after that, it wouldn't. But some of us are this long branch that we live on how we used to be used by God. And God says, I'm ready to prune you to do something new in your life. I don't want you to always look at the old. I want to see the new. I want to do a new work in your life. And we're focused on the old, and there's no fruit. And if, we sh- if somebody says, I want you to share your testimony, you can't share about what God did yesterday or last month or even last year because you're talking about what he did six years ago because you've never let him prune you. You've never let him prune. And some of this is good stuff. Some of it's diseased. Like some of it's no good. But, but some of it's good stuff. Like at one time, man, at one time, God used your family to do great things over here. And one time, God used you to reach your friend, you know, with Christ at one time and over here. And you're like, man, this is all good stuff. I don't want to get rid of all this. And God says, I got to get rid of all this so that I can start a new work and you have new fruit this year. So I want you to picture this. If this is, let's, let's go back, okay? So here's our vine. You ready? It's in the ground. My foot's the ground, okay? You see all this? Look at here. See these branches? If you want it to produce fruit, you come in and you go one, two buds, and that's gone. Man, look how long that is. But you go one, two. That third one's kind of long, and that's gone. And you got to... Come on up here, and you're going to head this one. Man, that don't look near as good, does it? Sometimes we look at our life, and we go, man, God, you pruned so much out. He says, I've pruned all the things that will hinder you from doing what I need you to do. All the things in your schedule that keeps you from coming and serving the way I need you to serve, it's cut out. All the things that keep you from following the call that I've called you to, it's cut out. And now new growth can happen and fruit can be seen on that new growth. 
life comes from the vine. See, see, sometimes we get it all backwards. Like we look down here at these stems. Let me cut one. Pick one up. That cut. Y'all thought I was gonna hurt myself. All right. So this one right here, we think that life comes from this. Like this is our life. Like God did all this work, and this is our life. But this isn't life. Life doesn't come from here. Life came from the vine. Like, like this is not the meaning of our life. This is the meaning of our life. In fact, you could take this. I keep cutting. You could take it, and you still have life. You still have life. You still have life as long as you're connected to the vine. The vine is your identity. The vine is your source of life. Not all these things that you've experienced and these things that you've accumulated. Some of us can't serve Christ because we're too worried that he's going to call us to, to give up something. We forget what we gain. So, so God say, I'm trying to, to get you. And some of us are holding on to some stuff that is disease, like hurt and, and, and unforgiveness and bitterness. And God's like, I want to prune those things away so that I can bring something new. Some of you have hurt from relationships. And God says, I want to prune that old hurt from those old relationships out of your life so that these new relationships can grow and fruit can grow on them. I want to prune away some of this, this hurt that you've had in your life so that new can come and that joy can replace the hurt. He wants to prune away these things. Because life comes from the vine. In fact, it says that our fruit will bring glory to our Father. Why? Because it shows that we follow Him, that we trust Him, that we put more importance in Him being the vine than us being the branches. And, and then, and, and look, okay, I'm almost done, okay? Again, almost done. I know it's way early, and that's okay, because y'all didn't come see me, but the kids. So here, here's what we see with, with, with this right here, okay? Look, watch Man, it's so big. Long look, it's about to trip over. All right, so branches. This one doesn't have as many branches as the other one. But you never have just one branch if you're going to make fruit. In fact, you should have a branch about every hand, like every hand length like this. You see how that? So I should have another one here, another one here, another one here. See, if they're close to that, you should cut them out. Or if they're not, you should try to get them to grow one, Okay. So you should have branches about every hand width. Because the branches aren't going to produce fruit by themselves. Like this one limb right here, this one branch. What would you do? Did you pinch her? Cat, you're so mean. All right, so um, this one branch right here is not responsible to produce, produce all the fruit. Every branch is responsible to produce fruit. Now, watch this, okay? This is, this, is, this is where God got me, okay? First, he told me, all right, you pulled away from me. You need to cling to me and hold on to me. I'm the source of life. I'm the source of nourishment. You can't pull away from me. You have to hold on to me. Like, you have to abide in me. Scripture says you abide in me, I abide in you. And I was trying to pull away from him, hoping he would still abide, but he didn't. The promise is I abide in him, he abides in me, Right? So I'm trying to, so, so i got to hold on. we got to hold on to him as tight as possible, no matter what's going on in our life. And we have to allow him to prune us, cut away all this distraction, all the things that get in the way of us serving him, no matter what that is. Some of y'all, that means like you're getting rid of Hulu or 
peacock because it's taking up too much of your time. Some of you, it means you're, you're getting away from some of your hobbies like fishing and hunting or whatever that is. You're getting away from those things. You're like, they're good things. Okay, they're good things, but this is good here too, right? This is beautiful, but it's not going to produce fruit as long as this good's in the way. I got to get rid of the good so the great can come. And, and then finally, this is, he said, all right, hold on tight as you can and, and cast aside all those things that weigh you down. And, and, and then, and then you got to know this, that you're not a branch by yourself. Anybody else love buckets? I love buckets. Anybody ever got a bucket for like Christmas or something? No? I mean, men, would you mind getting a bucket? Who would like a bucket for Christmas? Raise your hand. Look at these men's hands. You see that, ladies? You don't know. And y'all always say, I don't know what to buy you. A bucket. That's all we need is a bucket. Now, I'm hoping I can pull them apart. You know how sometimes they get stuck. Look at there. Look at there. Okay. Good, good, good. Look, some of y'all are wondering what I'm going to do with these buckets after it's over. I'm taking them home. <laughs> don't try to take my bucket. I paid for these buckets, okay? If you really need a bucket, go buy your own. Uh and so here's where God had me. Not only had I, I pulled away from him, but, but God, he's like, you have a purpose. And I put that lid because there's water in there. Because this bucket's fulfilling its purpose. Holding water. And he said, not only are you pulling away from me and expecting me to abide in you. When, when it's scripture clearly says I have to hold on to God, hold on to Jesus for him to abide in me. To get nourishment in life, okay? He says this, you think you're the only branch. That you have all this that I've given. And yes, this is the call of God to take the gospel to the world. You have all this. But you're not meant to carry it all by yourself. It's too much. It gets heavy. And you can't do it by yourself. So what you do is, he says, every person was made to fulfill the purpose I've given them. To abide in me and produce fruit. To carry the gospel. To carry the love of God. To, to, to carry ministries out. Like this bucket. This bucket is meant to carry water. Carry something like water or liquid, but for today it's water. Its purpose is to carry mostly liquids, carry stuff. It's not fulfilling its purpose at all. And, and, and too often what we try to do is it is, and this is for somebody, I don't know who you are, but some of us out here, we're like, I'm going to carry all this because I don't want to burden these people here. But God's made them to carry stuff. Like God's made them for this. And you're like, I'm going to do this all by myself. I got this. I'm going to do this until we get wore out, tired, stressed out, end up in the emergency room. So, so that's where we get because we think that, hey, I'm a man and I can handle it, man, right? Okay, but Jesus said, I didn't want you to carry a heavy burden. In fact, what did he say? We already said it. He said, my yoke is light, and if his yoke is heavy, then something's wrong, and God's never wrong, so that means I had to be wrong. And if I'd pulled away from the vine, and now I'm clinging to the vine, and I'm getting life from him, and I'm still, like, feel this heavy burden, I'm still wrong, and he's still right. What is this talking about? And you can see this in, in a principle where Moses was wore out, and his father-in-law came to him and said, what are you doing? You're wearing yourself out. He says, you got to find people around you. And that's exactly why we have branches and not one branch. It didn't say Jesus is the vine and you were the branch. It says Jesus is the vine and we are all the branches. And where this picture 
Some of you may feel like this is you right here, right now, carrying this bucket. At first, it doesn't seem heavy. At first, you're like, I got it. I got it. It's not a problem. Like, right now, I got it. 30 minutes from now, I don't have it. And God says, this is what I need you to do. The calling's too big for you. There's branches. There's not one branch. There's branches. And those branches all produce fruit. Not one branch. He says if there's, a, if there's a branch that doesn't produce fruit at all, he cuts it off. He gets rid of it. He says it's gone. Because that's not the purpose of the branch. The branch isn't meant to be there and look pretty. The branch is meant to produce fruit. He says if it doesn't produce anything, I cut it away. Some of us, we have to learn that branches are there to help carry and do I still have a load? I still have a load, but I don't have a burden. We're supposed to share with one another's burdens, but we have to lug our own load. Uh, give me an example. Vacation. Me and my wife, we, we pack in one suitcase between the two of us. Madeline gets three for her, one of her. Okay? She gets one big suitcase, a backpack, and a little bag for stuff in the bathroom. Okay, so she has all this. I'll help her because I'm the daddy and she's my daughter and I'm the man. And so I'll grab mine. Alyssa will grab a, a bag that has the other toiletries and our medicine. We've got to take our own medicine everywhere now. Um, and we have a bag for medicine. Uh, that's because if we get sick on a, on a trip, we're not paying to, for the, you know, urgent care is too expensive. So you suffer too and you take whatever we got. The old prescriptions, they've been out for <laughs> not really. I don't do that if you're listening online. <laughs> so so uh, we have that. So she's carrying that, and I'm carrying this. I'll get her big bag, but Madeline's going to carry her little bag, whatever her little toiletries, and her backpack. It wouldn't be fair for her to throw her backpack and her little bag on me while I'm carrying these two big ones. I'm help carrying her burden, but she's got to lug her own load. And for some of us, we've gotten to that, that, that place where we don't think we're, like, like we have to have any load at all. And, and here's the problem, okay? Here's the problem. And, and, and there's going to be a problem, there's going to be a solution, okay? So I'm not talking to the people who cause a problem. If you cause a problem, that's, that's your thing, okay? But this is the person, whoever this is, you know that they're responsible. Let's see, who's that going to be? All right, Taylor. This is talking about Taylor right here. I did that because he was texting. All right, so here's Taylor right here. All right, so, so Taylor, uh, he's responsible, all right? And Joel, I picked on him earlier, I picked on him again. He goes, you know what? I don't want to do it anymore. I got other things I want to do. He didn't prune his branch, so he has all these other things going on. And he goes, you know what? Taylor, I can't do it anymore. I need you to, uh, to know I'm done. And Joel pours his load back on Taylor. Now Joel is empty. I mean, he's coming to church. He's sitting there. and I mean, but he's not doing anything. And now Taylor's load is now his burden. His load is now his burden. God says, I want you to have a load, not a burden. And it's not too terrible until over here, all of a sudden Robert goes, Taylor, I can't do it anymore. I got a 
I don't know. I got to go duck hunting. He loves duck hunting. I got to go duck hunting. I ain't got time to do that ministry. I'm duck hunting. He's never done that, by the way. So he pours that out right there. And now, Taylor's back with a burden. Now, I'm not talking to the, to the Robert or the Joel. Here's who I'm talking to. I'm talking to the Taylor. If the people do that to you, there are branches. And maybe that branch wasn't pruned. That branch wasn't pruned. They can't produce fruit, can they? They didn't let their branch get pruned, so they can't produce fruit. Or maybe they didn't produce fruit, and they're just pruned, cut all the way off of the vine altogether, but they didn't produce fruit. And so what you have to do is you find a branch that was pruned, and you say, I need help bearing fruit. And you find somebody else. And you pray... For the Joel and for the Robert, that God would prune them to where they could be used again. God, Jesus, is our vine. He is our source. Yes, that as we bear fruit, fruit is heavy. If you ever seen a tree that has fruit on it, those limbs bend. You ever seen an old pear tree? Sometimes they bend so much they break, don't they? They're heavy. But we don't have to break because they're not a branch. There are branches. And here, here's the last, last real point. Okay, you ready? Watch this. I can carry five gallons by myself. But you can get an infinite number of buckets. Wouldn't that be great, man? Infinite number. Infinite number of buckets with a gallon each. And we could reach the world. We could reach the world. So, some of you have a burden that you've been carrying all five gallons, and it's it's a hurt that somebody's done to you. It's not just this isn't just ministry, but somebody's done to you. Somebody's hurt you, and you're carrying it all by yourself. And God would say, share your burden. Somebody else carry it with you. Some of you have like, like some stuff that you, you have happening in your life that you just need prayer for. You need somebody to pray with you. You don't have to carry that by yourself. That's why we have branches and not a branch, but branches. We have one vine and all of us are the branches that, that pull life from that vine. Some of you need to get together and have people pray for you, with you. And some of you just overwhelmed. Some of you could be overwhelmed in ministry right now. And what I would say is you need to find your empty buckets. And, 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 and I guess a good question would be, are you an empty bucket? Are you an empty bucket? I, I'm going to move these back just a little bit. Are you an empty bucket or are you a bucket that is being used by God to carry out the ministry? Because really, if you think about it, if you're an empty bucket, you know, you're really just a burden to the other buckets. I wonder if that's why Jesus cuts the vine all the way off that, don't, that does not produce fruit. Because he doesn't want us burdened with 
someone who we have to be. Have you ever heard of an emotional vampire? Anytime you're around them, you leave tired, you got to go home and take a nap. It could be, those could be all around. They could even be ministry vampires that just suck the blood out of you. So for me, what I've learned is I have to let God prune me. I have to hold on to the vine. And I have to be willing to share my burden. And with that, I also have to be willing to help carry other people's burdens. And if I'm not willing to do all those things, then I don't understand that Jesus is the vine. I still think I am for a lot of reasons. And as, as we make our way, as, as Joel, as y'all come on up, uh, uh, watch the All-Star game. I like to think of it this way sometimes. You know, a coach, he, he, he can watch and head coach can watch the field, but he can't do it by himself. He has a lot of assistant coaches, and he has people up high, and he has people recording. He has all these support staff to make sure that it all functions well. And what I would say is that's what we have to do is surround ourselves with people that will support us as we are support to somebody else. Life is hard. Life is way hard. It's too hard to be removed from the source of life. It's too hard to be removed from the source of power. It's too hard to carry the burden that we have, like this this burden that we have by ourselves. Life is hard. Like it's overwhelming. You know, I think of, of, of Peter when he walks on water and he sees the, the waves. And we want to think that, man, I'd keep walking. But, man, life is like waves that just keep crashing over us. And, and sometimes I sink because I take my eyes off of Christ and I look at all the things around me that's going wrong, that's not doing right, all the things that I'm dealing with and I'm sinking. And God is so good that he says, all you have to do is call my name, reattach yourself to me, and I will rescue you and bring you life. I don't know where you are and what's going on in your life, but first come to the vine, to Jesus Christ. And then come to your brothers and sisters. I don't think it's any any surprise that Jesus said, confess your sins one to another. Not like in a crowd, but one-on-one so that together you can overpower the sin in your life. So you can have accountability. I'm telling you, this is something that uh, too many of us, uh, man, we, I, I have something going on in my life, so I hide it from Joel because that's what we've been taught. Joel's my friend, so I hide it from Joel. And I carry it all my, all my life until I get too tired to carry it anymore, and then I quit church, and I quit Jesus, I quit all those things. And the whole time, Jesus is like, man, I gave you a brother to help carry this load that you can't carry by yourself. And, and, and so it's one of those, we've been taught wrong. We've been taught to hide our weaknesses. And the scripture says, don't hide your weaknesses, share your weaknesses. 
Because in our weaknesses, his strength's made known. And in our weaknesses, our brothers and sisters can come alongside us and help us. People will try to make, I'm getting on a soapbox, but people will try to make Christianity and following Christ, they try to make it to where they say it's private. It's personal, but it's not private. Back the scripture goes over and over and over and says, people will see your good works and glorify the Father. That doesn't sound like it's private, does it? But it's very personal. I don't know where you are, but I'm going to ask that you would stand. I'm going to move this out of the way. And I'm going to, uh, after I get finished praying, wherever you are, if you want to come and pray, if you want to come pray with somebody that comes down here, um, if you want to just kneel at the vine which is Jesus Christ and pray that he would bring you nourishment in life do that but I would encourage you to follow the spirit Lord I pray that right now my heart is burdened Lord I feel it in here I don't know who's dealing with what and I'm overwhelmed by just the idea that somebody in here has separated themselves from you pulled away thinking it was the right thing instead of clinging to you well, Father I know that we as a, as a group of people we, we don't trust our brothers and sisters we think it's a good thing to be secretive and hide everything until it's too much for us and we leave church all together because it's just too much and God I pray that we would never be a place like that and Lord as you draw people to yourself today as they come and pray at the altar Lord for those that are here those that are us love them let us come around and help carry their burdens let us hurt with those with hurt let us rejoice with those who rejoice let us celebrate with those who celebrate oh father work and do what only you do in jesus name i pray you move as the spirit works In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace. When fears are stilled, when striving cease, my comforter, my all in all, here in the power of Christ, I stand. Slain, then burn.
bursting forth in glorious day up from the grave he rose again and as he stands in victory since curse has lost its grip on me for i am his and he is mine bought with the precious blood of Christ oh, oh, oh no guilt in life no fear in death this is the power of Christ in me from life's first cry to final breath, Jesus commands my destiny. No power of hell, no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand till he returns or calls me home. Here in the power of Christ, I'll stand until he returns or calls me home. Here in the power of Christ, I'll stand.